My name is Melinda Berry, and I have been here at Goshen College as a scholar in residence, teaching courses in religion and women's studies while I continue my graduate studies in theology. This semester, I'm teaching a class that's titled Worshiping Communities, and members of that class with a couple of, of our friends have planned today's worship service. In this course, Worshiping Communities, we've been reflecting on different forms of Christian worship. As part of those reflections, my students have reminded me of how terribly important it is that when we worship, it's done with integrity and sincerity because who, how, and even what we worship as a community is actually part of our witness in the world. In worshiping communities, we've been wrestling with questions about what defines worship. If worship is about communion, for God, communion with God, for example, God, the everlasting one who is dancing above, beside, and beneath us, then what does that mean for spaces like this one? Worship, some of the folks we've been reading argue, is about encounter, engagement, and empowerment. In other words, worship is about you and God, you and yourself, you and me, and everyone else. That means that this morning is about inviting, allowing, and expecting God to communicate with us in ways that change how we relate to one another and how we even converse with one another. Now, speaking of conversation, last month, Glenn Singleton began a courageous conversation about race. Any conversation, if it's not going to be one-sided, needs conversation partners. With this chapel service, we are stepping up like folks at Mosaic and proclaiming that we want to be part of that conversation, whether it's taking place in dorm rooms or department meetings, on the opinion board, or here in church chapel sanctuary. Now, let me be clear. Whatever you may think of or have heard about Mr. Singleton's work, the model for courageous conversation he introduced on our campus, particularly how we participate in that conversation, I think is worth considering again, even if you didn't like everything he said. Staying engaged, speaking your truth, experiencing discomfort, expecting and accepting non-closure, this is what it means to participate in courageous conversation. One of my professors taught me that worship, like courageous conversation, is also about taking risks. After all, if we risk nothing, we gain nothing. If I want to gain communion with God, then I must risk something to find that experience. So this morning, besides being about encounter, engagement, and empowerment, is also about risk. February is Black History Month, and we call into this time of worship risk-takers from our past and present, women and men who made it possible and continue to inspire us to be a community that takes risks to build relationships across phenotypes, across national borders and boundaries, 
across human rights and human wrongs, across injustice, oppression, and fear. So in addition to being about encounter, engagement, and empowerment, in addition to being about risk, this morning is also about remembering. I light this light for Cynthia McKinney, a presidential candidate for this year's election, who's fulfilling her father's dream by making public policy instead of protesting public policy. I light this light for Shirley Chisholm, who was a politician, educator, and author. She ran for president in 1972. A woman with lots of moxie, Chisholm was unbought and unbossed. I light this light for John Lewis. From freedom rides and sit-ins in the 60s to opposing the Iraq war and endorsing a peace tax fund today, he's fighting in the US House of Representatives for tolerance and cooperation for us. As Rachel, Steph, and Jill light more lights, I invite you to speak into our space the names of other black Americans who you want to remember because they have kindled in you a fire for justice. As the light spreads, as the names continue to come to mind, let us pray. You danced in the morning when the world was begun. You poured yourself out into us, filling us with the water of life. You kindle in our hearts a fire that never dies away. To you, God of peace, justice, and freedom, we open our hearts, our souls, and our minds. Dance on in us by your spirit. Give us what we need to do your will and to be your people, I pray. Amen. Now we like routine. When we come into the sanctuary, there are places we like to sit. The faculty over here, 
Folks like to hide in the back row, you get the picture. Well, today is different. When we have conversations about race, we need to be clear about where we're coming from. We want to use this space and this time to symbolize the process we go through, moving from one place to another, trying to decide when tough social and political issues confront us, which side we are on. As people interested in following Jesus, how do we decide? So I invite you to stand up. Be sure you have all your belongings with you. And move to the open spaces, the through aisles, and even up here into the center. And as you do that, I will give you instructions because you have three choices. If, when you think about racism and trying to have honest conversations about race, you tend to think Rodney King's question is right on the money, to paraphrase, can't we all just get along? Then find a seat over here. If, when you think about race and racism and trying to have honest conversations about it, you tend to feel anger toward unjust systems that determine our destiny, then find a seat over here. If, when you think about racism and trying to have honest conversations about race, you tend to feel that we ought to focus on the fact that there's only one race, the human race, then find a seat in the middle. But in any case, it's unacceptable to sit in the back. Come forward. Come to the light. Come to the water. Do you remember the story about the woman at the well? He stopped at Sakar, a town in Samaria, near the tract of land Jacob had given his son Joseph, and Jacob's well was there. Jesus, weary from the journey, came and sat by the well. It was around noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. The Samaritan woman replied, 
you're a Jew. How can you ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink, since Jews had nothing to do with Samaritans? Risk. 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 We are taking risk. Will you listen to me? Will you hear me? Will you pay attention? Will it make a difference? Question. Why can't we all get along? Because you and I think about race differently. Is it because I'm black? I'm white. My skin color is not the same as yours. Because you don't respect me? You don't hear me? You don't see me? Because I'm afraid of this conversation. What are we supposed to be saying? Is it because you think I will call you racist? I don't want to say the wrong thing. Question. What do we see when we stop believing in colorblindness? You and me as whole people? Question. What is on your mind this morning? Freedom. freedom. The freedom to ask a question. The freedom to express our truest selves. The freedom to be friends. The freedom, the freedom to, to be, be a community. community. Before we start singing, because we were so worried that we might go over time, we're very under time. So I'm going to take another risk. And I'm going to invite you to turn in your Sing the Journey book to the song that Lane is playing, number 52, Jesus Help Us Live in Peace. And I want to invite you to look over the words. And then I want to invite you to turn to your neighbors or reach out to someone who's on a different side than you are in this conversation space and try to answer those questions we heard earlier. Why can't we all get along? What do you see when you choose to not be colorblind? And I'll add a new question to the mix. When you consider joining a courageous conversation about race, what's the number one thing that keeps you from joining that conversation in honesty, in truth, 
in hope, and in freedom. So, talk amongst yourselves. Let's stand to sing number 52 from Sing the Journey. We'll begin with the refrain and repeat it after both verses. Thank you. 
blessing to receive these closing words of blessing. No matter where we are in the conversation, no matter which side we choose, I pray that you will keep your minds set on Christ's freedom, the freedom that flows from the wellsprings of salvation, the freedom that can turn enemies into friends. So as you continue with the work of this day and enjoy the respite of midterm break, remember the conversation continues with you and me and everybody else. Because, to quote June Jordan, we are the ones we've been waiting for. Go in peace.